Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with your daily VR investing video cast. Hope you're having a good day today. Hope you've had a great week. Been kind of a crazy week, hasn't it? But there's been this repeating pattern. We started talking about this really a couple weeks ago. Uh, by the way, big, big gains today in the market. Dow right now is up 550, pretty much just off the highs today, pretty close. NASDAQ's up 1.2%, a little bit less, but again, solid gains across the board. If you've been joining us here, you know, we've been talking about this new repeating pattern, and it has been a repeating pattern, there's no question about it now, of lower opens have been met with buying pressure. It's happened every day. Uh, we've had maybe one day where we never had a rally. I think that was Monday or Tuesday this week. But beyond that, it's been every day we've seen buying come in after a week open, okay? And been led by the semis from July. The, this is important, we think. From July the 5th, what is that now? 10 days. From July the 5th, the semis have led. Semis now up 13%. And uh, they really made the big turn a couple days ago. If, you, if you're a subscriber of ours and reader of ours, you know, we've got a great VRA tech insider here that told us to watch uh, Taiwan Semi, watch their earnings. And uh, he said it because the industry is doing much better than people expect. He expected them to beat and to have a positive forward guidance. It's exactly what happened. And the whole group followed that higher. Uh, matter of fact, every single tech uh, semi was up yesterday in the semi ETF. And um, again, 13% gains now since uh, July 5th, leading the market higher, up another 1.5% today. So th that's important because the semis lead in both directions. There is no more important group than the semiconductors. You can follow SMH as the, the symbol for the uh, semiconductor ETF there. So that's good to see. Um, and um, this morning, we also got some very important uh, data. You know, again, earnings started this week. Just kind of a disappointment uh, from uh, J.P. Morgan as far as earnings go, bank earnings. Disappointing from Wells Fargo this morning. Morgan Stanley disappointed yesterday. But City Citigroup did not disappoint today. Citigroup uh, actually beat and had very positive guys. They did suspend their share buybacks, but that's more of a regulatory issue. Uh, uh, Jamie Dimon at uh, J.P. Morgan is not happy about that. Everybody's squawking about that. Again, Biden administration doing what they can to clamp down on the U.S. economy. Uh, it is just, it is bizarre. It, you know, you hate to think that the Great Reset is real and that they're doing all this intentionally, but we have the evidence to back it up, don't we? Uh, uh, we have to overcome the president of the United States to succeed in this country. Something very wrong with that picture. But again, today, City really blew away estimates up 6% earlier today. And um, I think uh, what we're seeing here with that is we also got some other important data today. University of Michigan came in, Consumer Sentiment Survey was a beat. Uh, still you know, very, very depressed, just, really just off all-time lows, but it was a beat, a beat estimates. And the manufacturing data came in positive as well. All of this retail sales came in. We got retail sales numbers this morning expected to, to be about, I think, 7 tenths of 1%. We got to beat a, a, a full 1% gain for the month. So what this is confirming, again, if you're joining us here, we're big fans, as you probably know, of Ed Hyman, who's the um, uh, e uh, economic guru over at uh, Evercore. Probably the best on the street. He's been doing it 50 years. Uh, they have uh, uh, the, the surveys they do are unprecedented. They're leading in the industry. They, uh, they, they talk, they, they interview, interview every month the CFOs of 300 leading companies across all 11 S&P 500 sectors. And they ask them how, 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 how the revenue is going for your, for your company. And what they've been seeing across the board has not been a recession. They've just not seen it. And so we're seeing that from the economic data today. 
Um, and again, if we're going to have a recession so far, people are saying it's likely to be a mild one because we still have so much of Trump's America first strategies and platform that are built into the U.S. economy. This big old tanker we have of a U.S. economy turns pretty slowly. And uh, as much as Biden's trying to screw that up so far, he, he hadn't been able to do it. Uh, I'll just say this, folks, if um, so we tell our folks this morning and what we've been reporting here. Again, we've been buyers here, a little nervous uh, this week. Again, ugly, ugly action. Not great news from the earnings so far. City was good today. To next week is going to be really important. But we've been buyers because of, of really kind of a simple historical fact. And we've got some more evidence of that this morning, I think, that going back to the 1930s, when you have a first half that's this miserable, the second half of the year is gangbusters, and, and it's undefeated. It's a, at least seven for seven times. And when the worst starts of the year uh, uh, have happened, they've been met with amazing second halves of the year, really into the next year. We're talking about gains of 15, really 13 to 30 percent over the next six months to one year. We also see that backed up from the AI Investor Sentiment Survey, which is put in recently. It's, it's up a bit now, but it's put, recently put in readings of, of less than 20% bulls. That's only happened 10 times in history. When that's happened, again, over the next six months and year, you've seen significant moves higher. That's also undefeated. Happened 100% of the time. So the, the historical data, the analytics, as they call it, are undefeated. And saying that as bad as this economy feels, yeah, we are talking ourselves into recession. Everybody can feel that, you know, uh, that's happening. It's real. But right now, the data is not backing it up. And so, again, the next couple of weeks of earnings will be very important. We also got some information from Stock Traders Almanac I'll report to you. Uh, they are not ready to say the market's bottom. But what they are saying very clearly is that the data tells us when this market bottoms, the move higher is going to be significant because then we're talking about what happens historically after the midterms. It is a massive ramp higher, okay? And so, you know, look, also, they're also reporting, Structures Almanac also reported this morning that the market's bottom before a recession ends. Now, some people were saying we're already in one, right? Maybe it's going to be a short one if we're in it, maybe like the Rona. You know, Rona was a, uh, coronavirus insanity was the shortest recession on record, lasted two months. And again, the market screamed higher out of those March 2020 lows, right? Remember, the market doubled over the next year. So we are living in different times. Everything happens faster now. Everything happens faster now, doesn't it? Uh, speed of technology, speed of information, and, and it just, this is, this is the new way. It, it just is, like it or not. But basically, what Stock Terms Almanac is saying is that if we are, in fact, in a recession, and again, a GDP, is uh, for second quarter, if it's negative, technically that meets the definition of a recession. First quarter was negative, right? Then uh, once the recession ends, the SP 500 is up 14.5% over the next year with gains uh, occurring 84% of the time. So again, it's just more analytics that point to when there is a bottom, right? What we've been saying is here is calling a bottom is a sucker's game. We're not doing that. We're picking our spots. We're picking the stocks we want to own. That's what we do here. And the stocks that we own have bottomed, folks. They're up. They're up across the board. Uh, again, the ones that we are focused on here are moving higher. We think their lows are in. We've also been talking here with you about our FIFO stocks, first in, first out, right? The ARCs of the world, Kathy Wood's ARC fund, it's up significantly, right, from its lows of May the 12th. Those lows are not violated. XBI, the biotech ETF, up significantly as well. Those May 12th lows have not been violated. 
again, they were the first to go into a bear market. They, they started really getting smoked in February of 2021. And so others like that, KWeb, the China Internet ETF, that's up like 70% from the lows. Again, also went into a bear market along with Kathy Woodzark Fund and XBI, the biotech ETF, about the same time. So the point I'm trying to make here is we've seen brutal action in this market. Average losses are better than 50% in the average stock. It's been ugly, right? Even though technically it's not as bad, according to the SP500, you know, down 24% at the bottom. But again, you look at the semiconductors. In just six months, the semiconductors fell 40%. How bad, how, how far do they have to fall? How, how, how far does a leading group have to fall in a mild recession? So we're starting, to, these are the questions we think matter, right? This is the perspective we believe matters most. Also, you know, there's something to consider here about inflation. Again, going back to Ed Hyman and team, they see clear signs that inflation has peaked. And remember, the CPI, as Tyler loves to remind me, is a lagging indicator. Federal Reserve, are you paying attention? Are you seeing the Ford inflation data and the way it's imploding? I mean, the chart looks like this. There is no inflation going forward. We actually have disinflation or deflation that's happening. Look at all the, uh, the, the base metals, the copper down 38%. This is happening in very short order, right? You find a commodity, they're all down. Lumber, down 60%. Across the board, look at yields, the 10-year. The 10-year today is down to 2.91%. Just, what, a month or two ago, right? It was 3.5%. So one reading after another is telling you that inflation is dying. Inflation is dying, even though the CPI doesn't indicate it. So, uh, again, we're paying very close attention to what the market is going to tell us here. So far, it's trying to put it in the bottom. We're seeing higher lows so far. And uh, again, the semis are leading. These are the early signs. Again, we're not trying to get ahead of our skis here, but that is what we see. And we have been buyers, as you know, if you've been watching. Uh, final point I'll make, two final points. The U.S. dollar, of course, has been gone parabolic. Uh, you know, it's at multi-decade highs. And it's caused so much misery around the world. Because remember, the strong dollar here is fantastic for the U.S. to, to stop inflation. Okay. Strong dollar, a strong currency halts inflation because your exporters, their business just implodes really. Again, that slows growth, slows inflation. But it does just the opposite for foreign uh, economies, especially emerging markets. It depends so much on U.S. debt financing, and they, have, of course, also have to convert their currencies into U.S. dollar to buy anything of, that matters uh, commodity-wise, certainly oil, every commodity priced in U.S. dollars globally. So it's a it's a it's it's a loop that just they you can't break free of, free of right they have to sell their own currency to buy U.S. dollars to buy commodities that continues to force pressure down on their local uh, currencies while also strengthening the U.S. dollar something's going to have to change to break that cycle the question is what in the past it's been central bank coordinated action. Central bank coordinated action. This is something no one's talking about. I'm putting it out there right now. Folks, if we were to see coordinated, now they may not be ready to say, hey, you know what, we're going to stop raising rates and all that, right? But if central banks were to, like G7, were to come out and say, we're going to have coordinated action to put a, put a, put a, put a top end in the dollar and to support emerging markets and European currencies, right, the euro, et cetera, what might happen then? You'd see a melt-up in, 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 uh, in risk on assets, okay? 
So uh, that's what I'm calling for. I believe that's what should happen because the dollar cannot stay this strong because something's going to break globally. If the dollar stays this strong, something will eventually break globally. Final point that I'll make today, and, and by the way, we're big buyers here. I, we've been talking about bonds are a great buy here, folks. Precious metals, I know they've been smoked this week. Gold and silver and the miners have been smoked this week. But if you look at the charts, especially the chart of gold, over the last two years, gold has fallen to exactly the level that it is now on a trend line basis and has moved higher from here. At the same time, gold is extreme oversold on steroids on our VRA investing system. We are buyers of gold here, buyers of physical silver as well, but especially buyers of miners, okay? Uh, we think the miners are due for a, a phenomenal move higher. I'll just tell you straight up, our favorites are Turquoise Hill and Vista Gold. Those are the ones we're focused on here as a little Friday preview for you here. Come and join us, by the way. Get all our research daily, all of our stuff we put out at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Also, sign up uh, at VRAinsider.com. Just enter your email address. Our, our new book, The Big Bribe, is coming out tomorrow in digital form and then following next week in, in paperback form on Amazon. But if you sign up on our email list, you'll get all of our stuff, right? All of our uh, notifications when we have these podcasts and blogs and all, our weekly blog, uh, 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 video casts and our weekly blogs as well, like yesterday's. And uh, it's all free, folks. And you also get notification of our book, how you can buy that, The Big Bribe. Todd and I have been working on that for about 18 months now. Kind of a labor of love. Very proud of it. And uh, folks, I'm telling you straight up, we're bullish. We are bullish. We think America's being red-pilled. The world's being red-pilled. That is a big clarion wake-up call. Uh, uh, the, the Great Reset has woken us up, right? And that's a very good thing. We see five megatrends. They're going to move the economy and the markets higher. And uh, we think a significant move higher into 2030. Uh, and then maybe it's a different story. But anyway, sign up at vrinsider.com so you'll, you'll get notification of that. Final point I'm going to make today. It's a little bit of a different note. For the last two and a half years, Tyler and I have um, been all over the pandemic, coronavirus insanity, and it was a, it has been, is a pandemic. No question about that in my mind. Uh, we've covered it uh, a lot. We've taken a break from it recently. Again, you can only talk about something so long before you just, you run out of energy on it, right? So we talked about the pandemic, uh, the end result of it, the impact on, on people and our psyche, right? And uh, what their plans are long, uh, the planners' plans are long term from this. And we've also talked a lot about the vaccines, okay? Uh, the poison jabs, and they are. If you've done your research like we have, you know what I'm talking about. Our talking about this has gotten us banned from so many places. Of course, I'm banned from Twitter. We're banned from Medium, uh, uh, PayPal, Stripe. You know, it's just that they, this is not a friendly conversation to, to the censors. And as Tyler loves to, to remind me as well, and, and it says on his podcast, if you are pro-censorship, guess what? You are not one of the good guys. History tells us that's very true over time. Uh, if you have to censor somebody, that means your argument is faulty and flawed. So uh, we've been censored everywhere for our coverage of the pandemic, of these poison jabs, and of course of the rigged election, etc., and the false flag of January 6th. Uh, you know, we report on anything because the, the intersection right now, we talk about this in the book as well, the intersection today of economics, geopolitics, investing and, and economics and the stock market, et cetera, all of this, Main Street, Wall Street, 
has never been clo more closely tied than it is now. And it takes an understanding of that unless you're just a technician and you only trade price. Some days I wish that was me. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we cover it all here, but we find it interesting. We think it's also very important to keep people informed because your options for being informed are declining, right? Uh, less and less all the time. But this morning, we wrote this up for our subscribers, and I have to mention it here. And it's kind of a it's kind of a depressing way to end this week, but it's important. Uh, multiple reports now, now that these, uh, these, these jabs were authorized by the FDA and are being given to babies and toddlers. We're talking about six months old to four years old, okay? That just started recently. And now we're already getting reports from Beers Reports, okay, that are saying, I'm going to read this to you because I linked to it uh, today for our subscribers. You can find it on True Social and on my Gitter account. I'll link to it there as well this article that everybody should read and share. Because again, if I were to share this on Twitter, if I was still there, I'd be banned. You know, this is this is, this is is clearly what they don't want people seeing because Big Pharma it, you know, has made so much money and wants to continue making money from this in the U.S. and globally. But here's what we're finding already from the reports, from Veer's reports about babies. Again, six months old to four years old. There, uh, there, there, there are reports already of brain damage, hallucinations, psychosis, seizures and rashes, all of these things, serious side effects uh, happening in our babies and toddlers that have no risk from coronavirus. But yet parents, because they're just not educated on this properly, and doctors that are just part of the, the they're really, uh, you know, go back, to, go back to Nazi Germany, folks. We're talking about, we have to have Nuremberg here. These are Dr. Mingala's that are giving these vaccines to babies. Dr. Mingala's that should pay the price for this. I don't think you can say, I didn't know any better. I was just listening to Big Pharma, right? The, 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 the research is just too clear. If I know this as a non-doctor, right? If I can read various reports, then doctors certainly can as well. You cannot claim innocence just because your bosses at Big Pharma were telling you what and compensating you very well because you're giving these poison jabs to our children. This is wrong. It's criminal child abuse. And it's criminal for doctors and parents to do it. Okay? Final point. This is an important point. Somebody made this on truth on my true social account today as, as, a, as a reply. These VIRS reports that are being filed uh, about the, date, the, the injuries happening to their children, these are not happening from anti-vax people, right? And, and vaccine skeptics. These are parents that are filing these that believe they were doing the right thing. And now they're seeing their children harmed. So these are real, folks. This is, this is very real. And what's also important about VIRS is that just a small percentage of people even fill out these forms. It takes a doctor's help to do it. It's not easy. You know, it's not just something anybody can do to try to make a big pharma look worse, right? Or to try to make these uh, poison death jabs look worse. These take a lot of work. And you're doing it on behalf of your children. And it's also vastly underreported. I've seen reports that we're looking at 100 to even 1,000 times more cases than Veers actually makes public. Because, again, most people do not submit these. So go to my True Social account. right? Go to my Gitter account. Uh, or sign up for our uh, two free weeks for, for our, our, our newsletter. You'll see it there this morning. And I wrote it up. And send this article to people so they know, so parents know about what's in these vaccines and the end result and the damage being done to children from these. Look, adults, you can do what you want to, man. We've said it from day one. If you want to take a one or a thousand vaccines, you're an adult. Go for it. That's, that's, 
that's your business, right? We have no problem with that. You're an adult. But now we're talking about kids, our kids. And if these vaccines are doing the harm that it appears they're doing, if you're worried about hurting a relationship you may have with a friend or a family member or a colleague, what have you, maybe the, maybe the concern should be more of worrying about their kids because, again, most parents don't know this information. So I'll get on my soapbox, uh, but we don't talk about it much anymore, but this is that important of an issue. So again, you can find out my True Social account and my Gitter account or come join us if you're on insider.com. All right, folks, again, the market's up right now, 540. The internals today are really good. Five to one advanced decline, NYSE. 80% upside volume, NYSE. Better than two to one NASDAQ. Not quite as strong there. But again, this is a good move. The VIX is down below 25. And again, the 10-year is back to 2.92% right now. Uh, so the market's telling us that inflation probably is going to dissipate quickly, that rate hikes are going to soon be a thing of the past, and that we'll be looking next year at rate cuts and probably more QE by 2024. That's a recipe for higher stock prices, folks. It just is. All right, folks. Again, appreciate you watching. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here again Monday afternoon.